When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, I'm Jake Brennan, and I want to tell you about Disgraceland, the award-winning music and true crime podcast that I host. Disgraceland tells the stories of musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly. Fleetwood Mac, Nipsey Hussle, Cardi B, Ozzy Osbourne, Taylor Swift, Tupac, The Beatles, Amy Winehouse, Jay-Z, The Grateful Dead, and so many more. This is not the music history you've heard before. This is an uncensored, immersive look at the lives of musical icons as seen through the crimes they've committed or that have been perpetrated against them. Did Jerry Lee Lewis murder his fifth wife? What really happened to Sam Cooke in that seedy motel at 3 a.m.? And how did the Rolling Stones wind up sleeping with the First Lady? Wait, what? New episodes of Disgraceland drop every Tuesday with bonus episodes released on Mondays and Thursdays. So get in, buckle up, and join me in Disgraceland. Available right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Rock and These two songs that we, Mr. Edge has played his guitar on, they have no words, except one of them does. Jackknife has this software that um, some of the, the, the K-pop bands, like the ones that are not real, like the AI ones use, where you type in words and it sings them for you. Hi, this is Lowell Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. And this is Budgie, co-founder of The Creatures, drummer with The Slits, and Susie and the Banshees. Welcome to Curious Creatures. Life after punk. You may think you know the territory, but we, we drew, drew the map. map. snow in here in Berlin. Now is it in Los Angeles, Long? Uh, well, in Los Angeles, I have to tell you, um, it's a sunny um, day outside again, as usual. Uh, the guy's boring, isn't it? Isn't boring, just like, you know, yeah. 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which is um, uh, oh, 21, 21. Oh, quick, uh, 21 Celsius. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Well, at the moment, it's minus 3 Celsius here oh, in good Berlin. Lord. Oh, good Lord. And with the wind chill factor, it goes down to about minus seven. Oh, my God. When it gets down to minus seven, it's not chilly. No. It's, it's blooming freezing. <clears throat> anyway, what are we doing tonight? I know what we're doing. Well, we're, we're going to talk about um, a couple of instrumentals on our new album. We are, because we, 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 we couldn't find the edge. 
Certainly not the no, we're not the famous one anyway. No, he's the famous one is in Los Las Vegas, or as they call it here, Lost Wages in uh, Nevada. Uh, he's doing he's doing the spherical show with you t- you too. Yeah, it sounds sounds Marvy. Sounds it sounds marvelous. Is a jackknife's there as well? I believe so. Yes. yes. So I, I suppose it, it's hard to talk about somebody as as who's been around as long as we have. <laughs> yes, he's as long in the tooth as what we is. We did meet him during the recording of these pieces because he sent them via his direct Ethernet cable link up with Jackknife Studio, correct? Yeah, yeah, across the canyon. They just string it across the top of the canyon. And, uh, just one of those. Like, like we used to do with like a tin can and a piece of string. Right. I was thinking more that way. Yeah, that would be more like it. So it was, um, yeah. yeah, and it worked. <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Jackknife, can you hear the guitar? It sounds great. Sounds great there. Um, we're not, I'm not even going to try and do a London accent because Jackknife Lee hasn't got one anyway. Neither have I. Though he does. He has got an impersonation of a London accent. I, I hear Bono. I hear Bono's um, pretty good at, at uh, impersonations. Yeah. Yeah. Who, what, who, who is the sound of you uh, two? Just off, you know, one of those quick off-the-cuff questions to ourselves. So it's the sound of you two. If you think of you two, do you think of Larry? Do you think of Adam? Of course, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that thing about bass players. I can never remember bass players' names. The only bass players I remember the name is Mickey D and Simon G, and that's it. Okay. Barry Adamson, I can remember. Barry Adamson. He played bass? Barry played bass for Magazine and the Bad Seeds. I knew he was in Magazine. I didn't know he was a bass player. Yeah. I don't think Barry knew he was a bass player either, you know. <laughs> he wrote a good book. I've read I've read his book. It's really good. It's like, it was like a detective movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was very noir. Yes. Had some good nights with Barry, I remember, somewhere, somewhere along the line. Um, but so who's the sound of you two? Well, I think it's Mr. It's... it's the edge, isn't it? I suppose it's a, it's a it's a it's a bit of one of those questions because it, it, he is the sound. Bono is the voice, although Edge also does a lot of um, vocal vocalizing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I, somebody said, "So you got the Edge on the album?" And, and I was going, "Yeah." So what's that like? And I, and I remember sort of the it was the first time I've been asked the question, and I and I was kind of a bit overwhelmed and went. Well, isn't it just? Lo- I think. It, well, it's mar- well, it's marvelous, isn't it? And it is that there is a kind of like nice feeling of, you know, when somebody. I think I did say this. Somebody who's as busy as the edge can be, I'm sure. Yeah. Finds the time to you know strum a few notes for you. Yeah, I mean, I think he he's likes to get away from the day job. Let's say that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like because there's a certain style of playing that he has to employ with with you two so but he's also people forget that he's done a lot of sort of avant-garde experimental work with people like wobble and uh, different things you know so maybe this was a chance for him he felt to do some more Well, he picked the right tracks. He did. He picked the right tracks. Noche Obscura, uh, which is, you know, translates as Dark Night of the Soul. 
That suits, that fits. Yeah. And Train With No Station, which came to me in a, I don't know, a feverish night of some sort that I was thinking, that's what we are, Trains With No Station. Well, I liked that because it suited the beat. And, and actually, you know, it was your drum beat, I remember, because it was about only a like, second day in the studio and, and you know, I managed to, you know, cajole you over to the kit. Go on, have a sit down over there. Go on, have a sit down. Because you were messing around with all these synthesizers, yeah. you know, in the control rooms. But we got, I got you to the kit and, and I knew it was mic'd up. And you started playing and I could hear it. And it was like... That beat. That beat. Every drummer has one beat, right? But there was no sign of any kind of communication going on between control room. Jackknife was busy doing his thing. Matt, our engineer, was making tea in the same room you were in, putting mics up on the kit, if I remember. And you were playing for about, like, maybe, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, something like this. You were just knocking around and just getting strong, strong, and then you kind of went, ah... Uh, what? And then you came out and we're like, well, okay. And that was it. And, and nothing really happened. And um, I said, that's great. And, uh, and and you just, and I remember then it was like the next day, it was leaving. I think you said, I don't think he even re- I don't think he's even recording, was he? Was he even recording? I said, I don't, I don't. Know. And anyway, the next day we got in. But there it was. Uh, have a listen to this. <laughs> it was that usual trick. Of course, he had everything was ready to go, and that was a nice thing about that situation. Where you just sat down, started playing, and it was recording. Everything was. It was you, you know, you know who else did that that particular trick? Which you know, it's not a trick really. It's just, it's just a, you know, uh, it, it's being ready, isn't it? It's um, it's being ready in the studio because Phil Thornley would, you know, when we were recording, like you know, pornography with him, he would, he would, you know, we'd be out there, and we'd be bashing through things. And then, then he'd go at some point, he'd go, oh, oh yeah, the tape she rolls. And then... There she rolls. But that was, that was always at least 20 seconds after he had actually done it. So he captured all the ins and outs, you know, like all the lessons about. And, and People forget, though, back in, the, in the, back in the day with tape machines, you know, that, that, that these things had to be lined up and, and readied. So luckily, we never wandered in at nine o'clock in the morning. Not usually, anyway. We probably wandered out at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Ready for the day, the day session. But we were probably on a lockout as well, so nobody else went in. So they could fumigate the place. Um, (laughs) No, but uh, there's no real excuse for not being ready with a little laptopy sort of. No, you just you, you press the thing. You don't even have to sit behind that big box that like engineers love to sort of shuffle around between their legs and stuff. Oh yeah. You know, punchings for doing <laughs> dropping, you know, and like banging that thing hard, you know? So anyway, we got, we get, we got the drone track down and, um, we hear the edge is going to lend us a few things, send us a, a few things. And, and giant knife said that he sent over loads of stuff. Yeah. He said, but, um, he was wondering what it, cause it was all acoustic guitar. That's right. It was all acoustic, and I happen to know because I've talked to various people. And uh, Mr. Edge has has a veritable smorgasbord of effects for his guitar going on, you know, 
on stage, under the stage, backstage. There's, it's a, it's a it's a computer mainframe. I think he's got there. Yeah. He's he's yeah. got something the size of um, Bitcoin. Yeah, or a small a small um, swimming pool. Yep, yep. We, when everybody else's computers have gone small, some people have gone bigger. Bigger, much bigger. I think he's um, signal processing. I think is his. Yeah, that's his his hobby. Yeah. So surprising that it came unprocessed. Is that correct? Lots of picking. Yeah. So all the processing that was done mm. done by Mr. Jack the Knife. Jack the Knife. Yeah, he did it. He did it. He's quite. He's quite something, isn't he, with his processing? Because it's it's a thing that pe- good producers that we've worked with. You know, there are some people who are good at capturing the sound of the instrument or the take, whatever it might be. And then there's the added. I don't know. In that process, they're they're actually processing it and recording that as well. Right. Again, back in the day, you had to record. You had the option to record the the processed sound or the clean sound. Maybe you had both. Yeah. Yeah. Hedges would always do that because you you used to get kind of excited and you'd start to play with the processed yeah. sound rather right. than the pure right. sound, and then you it sounded naff if you just heard the clean signal back be it drums or guitar or whatever so now interesting and, and and what it also tells me is that and i've been thinking about this you can tell because i'm on a roll now I'm, I'm following a train of thought it's a train with no station maybe so you might have to stop me okay um but, but it's it's that thought train thought train thought train set in motion it's a bright ferry lyric by the way yeah yeah i like what's that train that was uh who was that that was dennis dennis brown which which train was that the westbound train ah yes he's leaving on the westbound train which was a euphemism i believe for like yeah he's going away or he's gonna pass away you know Uh uh-huh yeah yeah i like the last train to clarksville yeah the last train to clarksville That, that was yeah Wow, the monkeys. At the last train to Clarksville, and I'll meet you at... See, we're both wagging our heads now. <laughs> anyway, I did have a train of thought, but it's probably gone now. Um, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't know if, if I'm, I'm ever coming go. home. Um, I like the guitar on that. Yeah. Train of thought. Well, I know where it was going now. We just passed um, Woolly Edge Services just outside Leeds, and um, no, it, it tells me that Jackknife commands respect and trust. He 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 doesn't command trust; he he receives it. He, he, he yeah, he benefits from the trust of the people he's worked with. Yeah, because that was a lot of the key to the, to the reason we have some amazing guests on the album is that that they. Jackknife had worked with some of them, and um, certainly with you too. And that tells me that, you know, it, it was a a good relationship and they trust him, you know. So um, I, that's kind of a, a good thing. It was a good thing for us. But they also, it could have been anybody. It wasn't, it wasn't just anybody, you know. It was us. And I think that was a really sweet, gesture you know on behalf of james and isaac and bobby and uh and the edge as well you know that they kind of said cool cool like i want to be like do something for this and um what's nice about these two tracks is i've lost my train of thought now it went the train just kind of <laughs> it left the space. went it went off it went off without me no but i suppose 
But the tracks we're talking about, these are, in fact, the the way the album was going to be. Yeah, because initially we conceived it, we conceived the album yeah, as being uh, instrumental, because that's that's part of the reason we had the name the way we did. We were thinking it being a bit like, you know, Mobius, Rodelius, Anino, you know, it was going to be that kind Fripp and of... Frippanino as well. Yeah, yeah, Frippanino, yeah. and it was going to be that kind of a record, and that's really kind of, do you remember when we first started we we made some like a couple of tracks where they have like something quite um not rocking but something quite propelled at the beginning and then it just leaves a big empty space that's how skins started yeah. remember because yeah. got like all this beautiful drums and then it's just suddenly drops down this big hole and uh that was that was really the only direction I remember we said to Jackknife at the beginning, you know, we want it very, very big in the middle <laughs> and then pop it out at the end and just like big space. Yeah, like a good donut. Yeah, like a good donut. Well, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like it's like Mobius, you know. It's, it's, yeah, big round the edge, lots of stuff. Yeah, and then a the nice big space in the middle. Mm-hmm. The old the old band did the records, like, like, like you know, lots of nice bits and highs, mm-hmm. bit uh, some very deep lows and then you know it's big space in the middle big empty space because here's the other thing dear listeners that we might forget from time to time music music is not just the sounds it's the space you know it, it's it's the bits in between as much as it is the actual notes I mean this came to me this revelation well it's not a revelation but a couple of years ago, I was in Peru, and, and I was up in Machu Picchu, and I saw how the Incas, uh, who you know, built all of that, conceived of, of things in the world. And it totally blew my mind to realize that they looked at the star systems 180 degrees differently than, than the Western world. You know, it was like, they, they looked at it as like, well, it's not the, the constellations, it's the space inside of it. I think that's the thing, you know, and now I'm going to go very um, Rick Rubin, but that's the thing of of our music, right? It's like, it's as much about what isn't there as what is there. As a kid, I listened to a lot of instrumental music, you know, be it Winifred Atwell on the piano. Right. Right. She might have whistled a bit, but she played the piano. And there was lots of dance bands and 78s. There was not a lot of singing. Pennsylvania 65000. Pennsylvania 65000. Oh, oh, oh. Exactly. And I loved that. I love that stuff. But I could sing all the songs. And similarly, when we had like a um, big kind of uh, star in Britain was Cliff Richard. He, he, he was like a squeaky clean kind of young man. But he had a backing band. He, he picked up these uh, the shadows, the, but... the shadows, and the shadows had uh, songs in their own right. And my first little band I got together when I was like I, I giant teamed up with when I first started playing drums, we did shadows tunes, and they were instrumentals, and 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 they were actually I knew them before that anybody came along saying, "Can you play drums?" And I went, "Yes," which I couldn't, but I knew I knew all the songs because I used to sing myself to sleep with shadows instrumentals so i knew 
you know, wonderful land and the rise and fall of Flignol Blunt or something, whoever that was. I could even, I had all the guitar tones in my head. So I knew these arrangements and these songs and, and I never once thought there was something missing. I never, you know, it didn't occur to me that like nobody was singing. It just seemed like perfectly fine. And the, we used to get a lot of instrumental music in the charts then as well. Um, Liquidator was a reggae tune, Grooving with Mr. Blow. Grooving with Mr. Blow, I remember that. And, and then there was Moldy Old Doe. Yeah, the old, they, they, they sang. Oh, uh, what's his name? I don't know who it was. That was to the, that's just two cockney geezers. And his mum. And you Chaz and Dave, innit? Chaz and Dave. Great. And, oh, those, uh, well, oh, I was going to say another one. Um, um Chicory Tip, tip. Son of my father. Yeah. Oh, they did have words, didn't they? They did have oh, yeah. words. I, I really didn't care about those words. All I cared about was a Moog synthesizer. Yeah, that was pretty groovy. Anyway, we digress. These these two songs that we, Mr. Edge has played his guitar on, um, they have no words, except one of them does. Pray tell. I extrapolate on this point. Train with no station. Well, we thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe it should have something on it. And... My son, Gray, had written a poem, and I thought, oh, you know what? I like the words of that. Can I use them? It fitted nicely with the overall concept. And then Jackknife has this software that um, some of the the, the K-pop bands, like the ones that are not real, like the AI ones use, where you type in words Mm. and it sings them for you. Right. So it's a sort of AI vocal. It's amazing. I remember him talking about that because he said it's not um, artificial intelligence and it's not just, uh, it's not certainly not a vocoder because I think a lot of people thought it was. Right. That's what we thought it was. I thought it was a vocoder. I was like, oh, yes, it's a vocoder. And he's saying it's because it, it's kind of got its own emotion. It's got its own emotional content. Um, it, it's not really sad. It's somewhere between, somewhere between. Uh, human emotion yeah and it and it kind of really makes her a little distinct yeah uh, and, and a little unnerving and very beautiful as well yeah I saw a photograph of God closer to the edge of love symmetry inside of us I was two now we are one I spoke and broke the silhouette moved and stared into the garden of friends I like it. I was listening to some old Banshee stuff as well. And I know that um, The Edge cited John McGeoch as a, you know, coming up in his in his wake a little, you know, because we were very close in starting. But at that point, when you're that age, if like a year's gap is huge. Oh, it makes a lot of difference. It makes a whole world of difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of, for me, it was like, so there was there was a kind of like had an extra little bit of sweet charm that you know the, almost the edge was kind of the, channeling a little bit of I was I always remember uh, John McGeoch saying when he joined the Banshees he was in a, a, a an acoustic acoustic guitar picking phase. <laughs> 
how did, how did that go down with um, certain parties in, in the branches? He just never told them. You know, it's because it was always, you know, there was acoustic guitar. So there'll be that kind of, but it got translated onto onto electric sure. as well. Christine, yeah. mostly acoustic guitar. All right. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, I, th- I do believe m- yeah. Madame, Madame yeah. SS was playing acoustic guitar in the video for Christine. Wow. Yeah. Certainly strumming that chord. That chord, by the way. Yes. That boom. The opening chord of Christine. Yeah. It's a it's it's gotta be a direct lift of a Beatles chord. Ah. If anybody could tell me what that chord is, I can tell you the song to go and look for it. Yeah. I think it's a song called A Hard Day's Night. And it's one of those chords that's like probably a super open augmented diminished. It is a hard day's night, and now you can expect a call from uh Uh, Paul McCartney's uh, lawyer. You were talking, you were saying before, um, it's about the spaces. When in in our younger days, you would look and hope to be able to fill as many spaces as you could. Right, with some kind of sound or some kind of... uh instrumentation yeah right yeah. yeah or if you were a lyricist a lot of words but some people some people they wrote a lot of words peter gabriel used to write a lot of words oh my good lord yes yeah. <laughs> there's a whole book on the back of a genesis album but it's nice i th- i've I, we'd have been happy with our instrumental project as we'd we'd kind of thought it was going to be and everything else has just been kind of a blessing or icing on the cake, icing on the cake with a cherry on the top. And the, and the, and the real, I suppose, cherries are the, 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 the people who come forward and, and, you know, gave us their time and their talent. Yes. And, and they gave it to us freely, you know, didn't, didn't put any conditions on it, just said, I'll do something if you like it. You can use it. And that was great. Yeah, it's very nice. I think we've got blood to donate, though. Well, there's probably a payback sooner or later. But, you know, whatever the great universe will tell us, we'll find out what it is. I think we just say thank you to The Edge. Thank you, Edge. Just say that we, we, we love you dearly. And anything that we might have said that might have sounded like, you know, we didn't intend it to sound like. Well, we didn't mean uh, it. It wasn't supposed to sound like that at all. No, we didn't mean it. We 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 just want to, no. We we mean it most sincerely. We love you, Edge. Edge, we love you. We do. We do. Can we? Can we? Can we come and see you in um, in Las Vegas? Can 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 we? Hey, whilst we're on that, let we might as well give a little plug because the poster's out and the news is broken. That we have our first gig coming up, May the 11th, 2024. Yeah, we're playing the Cruel World Festival, May the 11th, 2024, Brookside at Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. Nice. How's the weather? It's going it's to be warm. So, everybody, get, the, get your day passes now. I see that Tones on Tail are already promoting the, the, the day passes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've had to actually do another bit as well. Um, it appears, mm. dear listeners, you'll be able to buy Q 
curious creatures apparel from our website. Oh, you mean like T-shirts? Yeah, like T-shirts or my favorite, the hoodie. I'm getting a hoodie. Yeah. Right. And um, a mug that you can have two different versions of, a black one or a red one. Um, You've done this before, haven't you? You you know about this selling stuff. Yeah. Curious Creatures is presented by Lowell Tolhurst and Budgie. Producer, Joe Wong. Producer and audio design, Dan Didier. Executive producer, Mark Cates. Associate producer, Sophie Wilde. Associate producer and digital marketing, Marge Taylor. Visual designer, Justin Thomas K. Music production, Jack Knife Lee. Assistant editor, Ben Miller. Curious Creatures is on the web and you can access us at www.curiouscreaturespodcast.com And you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Curious Creatures Official, Twitter at Cura Creatures. To find more of the best music podcasts, visit doubleelvis.com or follow at doubleelvis on Instagram or at doubleelvis on Twitter. Curious Creatures is a production of LXB LLC 2024.